The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Catch a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. It's 10 o'clock exactly, Monday 15th of April and where else? It's the Urban Queue with Misha Miser taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock this morning. We're going live and direct Luton surrounding areas, Peterborough, Sheffield and Nottingham this morning. A massive big hearty salams to everybody tuning in locally and nationally this morning. Would be wonderful to find out where you are listening in from people. Um, always a pleasure to find out who you are. So do join in with the conversations on the show this morning and tell us where you're listening in from as well. Mashallah. It's half term, folks. How are you catching up with the children? What are you getting up to? Would love to find out. As a parent, I'm always curious to find out what is happening around locally and nationally I can get the children involved in. So if you're doing anything interesting this morning, I do share with us. I'm sure our listeners would love to find out what that is. Now, have you had a fantastic weekend? I sure have. The weather, as always, is quite unpredictable. It was slightly chilly and lots of bright blue skies, but that's not stopped um, families from getting out and about. Um, uh, It was wonderful to see the parks full full of uh, great little smiley faces and lots of parents out and about as well. But it kind of made me think of um, an incident actually a a couple of weeks ago where I found um, a parent unfortunately um, getting a little bit worried because they'd uh, misplaced their child. The little one was hiding behind the uh, slide but it kind of really made them panic and it just made me wonder. Um, I just thought of thinking of a topic for today's show. Have you ever lost your child, people? And um, how would you, you know, what did you do? Yeah, it's a little bit, a little bit of a testing question. God forbid anything like this happen to anybody. But, you know, that feeling, that feeling of anxiety when you you, you just misplace your child and you don't get to, and you don't see them is awful. Would love to find out, guys, um, if you've had that experience. Um, and um, what's, what tips would you give to a parent, really, on how to keep uh, an eye on your child, especially in this, uh, it, because it's half term. And um, and I think it's quite suited, this t- this question, because, you know, we're out and about with our children, we can kind of lose sight of them. And they, um, and they're so, it's so easily to kind of get them lost. Um, but uh, that's not the only topic on today's show. We're also talking micro-volunteering. Micro-volunteering. Yes, people, it's National Micro-Volunteering Day. And this is about getting people to volunteer from actually from their home, doing things like maybe writing a letter to um, uh, an elderly person or just um, supporting a charity from the home. So I'm going to be talking a little bit more about micro-volunteering. And I'm not alone in the studio this morning because I'm joined by some fabulous guests who've joined me locally, mashallah, in the studio. Um, on today's show, we are getting Ramadan ready, inshallah, with a therapist and entrepreneur, Asma Sheikh. She'll be joining us, inshallah, over the phone. Plus, we're going to be talking about mental health and empowering women with two wonderful ladies who have actually been through their work have been nominated for the mayor's award as well so mashallah so we'll be finding out a little bit more about who they are now if you'd like to join in with any of the conversations folks the way to do that is to whatsapp us on 077794818 um we are talking about micro volunteering 
we're looking at ways to keep our children safe and in um in front of us when we're actually going out and about because it is the half-term holidays. Plus, we're also finding out about mental health and empowering and working with local women and empowering them on the show this morning. want to say a massive big salams to our guests who are in the studio with me this morning. They are no other than the very, very fabulous um, director of uh, of the charity Healthy Minds. She's also a mental health first aider. She is in the field of post education as well. It's no other than Shazia Afsal. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam and salam to all the um, listeners today. Oh, that's a lovely salam. I like that. Oh, I thank know, you. <laughs> oh, I know we're going to get have a lovely conversation with you. Now, mashallah, um, Shazia, thank you so very much for joining me this morning. Was it too difficult to get out <clears throat> this morning to see me? It was actually quite easy because I usually get up about seven anyway. So it was actually a pleasure to be here today. Now, I understand you're a, you're a mum. Yes, I am. Um, a busy mum. Is it half term? Are they little kids or older children? Mm, got teenagers. Ah, gosh. What are they like in the half term? Just sleep. Sleep. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's all they do. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? Yes, they it just is. sleep through it all. Yeah. And um, But you can like kind of let them get on with it, can't I you? I do let them get on with it. The only time you see them is when they're hungry. <laughs> people that is that is the case teenage kids only come out of the room when they're hungry i want to ask you have you ever lost one of your children oh, actually i have and i actually lost him on the school grounds <laughs> of all the places oh gosh that yeah. must have been an awful experience it was an awful experience because i had my eyes on him yeah and um he was about four at that time so i had this a boy running and I assumed it was my son so i just yeah. kept an eye on that boy <clears throat> But obviously it was another boy wearing the same coat. <laughs> and I got to the gate and I realised I sort of touched his shoulder and he turned around and it wasn't my son. Oh, no. And it was probably one of the most awful moments in my life because just to think, I'm just looking around and I couldn't find him. Oh my goodness. Alhamdulillah, so, but you did. Yeah, after a lot of panic, Oh yes. gosh, that, that, you know, your heart just dips, doesn't yeah. it? It's a horrible, horrible yeah. feeling. Um, and we're going to be finding out more about your journey of motherhood and also this fantastic charity that you're a director of, called, which is called Healthy Minds, which is focusing and exploring on mental health yes. um, with locals, inshallah. We'll be finding out a little bit more about that. But also you're supporting um, other great work in the studio, which brings me very, very nicely <clears throat> to another remarkable lady um, who's joined me this morning. She is the chair of the organisation Women Connecting Women. And she is somebody that's also very, very passionate about post-education or just education um, overall in the community um, and it's no other than Lobia. Lobia, assalamu alaikum sister. How are you this morning? Alaikum salam. I am okay. How are you today? I'm very, very well. So Lobia Begum is in the studio with me <coughs> this morning as well and we're going to be catching up with her about uh, her experiences in empowering women um, in possibly volunteering, <laughs> education, and just generally across Luton. Um, and an event, an exciting event that's going to be happening too. So, Lobia, we've been talking about motherhood and losing <laughs> children. Um, I, I stopped listening. You stopped listening? <laughs> <laughs> Why 
do you stop listening? Is that because you, you don't have any children? No. You're not married? I'm not married. Okay, so. but you've got nieces and nephews, right? Oh, I have lots of nieces and nephews, about 25, so I'm always stuck babysitting. <laughs> do you take them to the park? I do. Okay, is it always like, do the parents always roll it over to uncles and aunties, right? This is your time, people. Take the children. They do. Um, my sister-in-law does that a lot to me, so if I'm sitting at home, she's like, here you go, can you babysit? I'll be back in about 20 minutes. 20 minutes. And, and she's gone for about three 24. hours. Yep, 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way they do that. They're so good. But you know what? I think aunties and uncles are just such so precious. Marshall, can we send a massive big shout out to all the aunties and uncles there that do a fantastic job looking after the children at half term. Should be 20 minutes. Turns out 24 hours. That's yeah, exactly. fine. That's fine because you can always return them back. Yes. Yeah, that's the good thing. You could always return them back. <laughs> <laughs> nice and clean, I hope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Folks, if you've just tuned in, you are listening to The Urban Q with Misha Mize. It's eight minutes past ten o'clock and we're having some great conversations on the show this morning. We're talking about mental health and we're going to be talking about Ramadan, getting getting yourselves Ramadan ready. Plus, we're talking about empowering women on the show as well, inshallah. Now, if you'd like to join in with any of the conversations, you know what to do. You can contact us on 07779481822. Now, Shazia is looking at me thinking, Shamiza, you've been on this show for such a long time. You still have to look over to see the number. It's one of those things. But you know what? I'm going to get you ladies to say that number for me in a moment. So what is the telephone or WhatsApp number, Shazia? The number is 07779481822. Do you know what? Robert Tarek, if you're listening, we need to record that. She's got a great radio voice. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, do get in touch with us on the show today. It is half term. A lot of children will be at home, inshallah. You might be travelling out to a wonderful destination. Um, Travelling in the car, listening to us, would love to know where you're heading off to. Now, last week we had the pleasure of the wonderful, wonderful um, Bilal Hussein and Saira Mahmood with Hassan and Hashim, um, who came in for 20 minutes and then dashed off to Dubai and Pakistan. They raised over £2,000 for the uh, Luton Food Banks via the Colour Fun Run. These were two gorgeous little children aged five and seven and we had such an amazing response from all the listeners that were tuned in the show saying they were so inspired by the parents and the awesome children as well. So I'm sure we've been asked, um, a a few people did say, when are they coming back? When are they coming back? Hashim and uh, Hassan, thank you so very much for joining us last week. Now, um, the, you know, we've got so many awesome, awesome individuals across Luton Town who are really, really making a difference. And um, last week was the Mayor's Award. Award, um, Awards were given out to lots of very wonderful um, people who are doing tremendous work across Luton and an award was given out to yourselves as well ladies um, tell us what that experience was like and give us a little more insight into um, women connecting women who would like to start um, I'll Love start you. <laughs> okay <laughs> right um, women connecting women we started an organization in around 2017 didn't we um, yeah. with um, a bunch of volunteers so there's around 17 18 of us women um, that have come on board um, believe it or not um, Azad um, from Crescent Hall he brought us all together um, in terms of so uh, it's a man that brought you man. together yes, how interesting interesting isn't it yeah um, so the mission of women connecting women um, is to support women embrace uh, their power and the purpose of their life so we oh, hold- I like that title embrace their power and purpose in life mm-hmm. where did that 
actual title come from? Because that's really nice. I re- it's, so, it's so strong. It's a, such a strong statement. I'll, it was generated yeah. from one of um, the uh, team members. Team members. Yeah. I'm hoping they're listening. They can actually text in to let us know because we are actually quite a big group. Okay. So I'm hoping they'll be messaging in. Oh, they better be listening. I'm, I'm <laughs> hoping they're listening. You know what? We I need did. the listeners. Yes. We're empowering mm-hmm. one another. So, exactly. mashallah. Well, yeah. I love it. Say that again. All right. The mission of Women Connecting Women is to support women, embrace their power and purpose in life. Beautiful. Okay, nice. so I'll just carry on. So anyway, um, so we have women from all um, profession backgrounds uh, in terms of we've got solicitors on board, we have social workers, makeup artists, uh, teachers, bloggers, uh, designers, chefs, and the list goes on. If I probably had a list of everybody's names, mm-hmm. I could have just, you know, um, and mentioned. And these are all local ladies? All local ladies. Wow. Um, How did it make you feel when you came across this list? Because we're always assuming, mm-hmm. I mean, the mm-hmm. media... Mm-hmm projects Mm -hmm. that uh, unfortunately the stereotype that you know a south asian women or Mm -hmm. muslim women are not you know um are not embracing the community not proactive enough not really kind of getting involved with society Mm -hmm. overall professionally or academically you may have heard this you may have seen it in the press and then when you come when you're Uh in that space Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. see all these women Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Um, I think that's um, sort of a stigma that we've all kind of lived, lived mm-hmm. with, haven't mm-hmm. we, in terms of we um, Asian women from Asian backgrounds, um, BAME background, um, didn't do a lot for the community or didn't come out of their houses. But seeing women from Women Connecting Women, mm-hmm. and we have women from literally all backgrounds, all experiences, expertise. We have housewives on there as well. And it's amazing the difference that they want to make. Mm-hmm. It's like we want to break the barriers mm-hmm. and we now want to come out and say, right, we we can do, you know, you can be a housewife and mm. you could obviously be a professional at the same time. Of course. Um, you can um, help the community. You could do a lot of different things. Um, there's a lot of social enterprise um, pride, pride women that we have in there who are uh, small business owners mm. and we have like some biz- big business owners as well. But it's professional backgrounds women that are now coming out and they want to support one another. Mm. And you don't you don't get to see that a lot. There's a lot of women uh, now working together and I think that's the difference we want to uh, make in the community we want to lead by example we want others to follow the examples of obviously women supporting each other in um, different aspects of their lives so um, in terms of women connecting women uh, we do a lot of workshops in um, the last workshop that we done was on a skincare I think mm-hmm. and we had it was such a successful event where we had over 70 women that came in and the um, workshop was put together within a couple of weeks mm-hmm. um, I want to ask you um, I'm going to go over to Shazia why now why is there a, why are women wanting to kind of connect more what has happened um, that has made women decide or like Azad decide that right you know what, you lot need to get together I think um, women have always wanted to contribute to, to the community mm-hmm. and it's just um, Azad has actually made it possible for us to come together as ver- from very various professional backgrounds okay. and uh, we've come together and we actually enjoy so even our meetings we've actually connected as a group mm-hmm. and we have a lot of fun during those meetings and we let our hair down on many occasions. And it's just really important to share that with other people okay. within the community. These workshops are running free of charge. Mm-hmm. So everybody is welcome to attend these um, workshops. And it's not just South Asian women, is it? It's for every all, all women from all backgrounds, as yes. long as you're from Luton. Mm-hmm. Um, not really. No? All women. 
all women, anywhere and anywhere everywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. I'm loving that vibe, yes. that you're actually really spreading the message yeah. out and bringing um, other women from across the Bedfordshire or wherever they can come from um, to Luton as well. Why are you not just restricting it to Luton and why are you kind of broadening it out? What is it that you want to achieve by doing that? We're embracing women from all cultures, all mm-hmm. backgrounds. We're keeping it diverse and we're an open door for anybody that wishes to join us. Awesome. Now, how can people connect with you if they want to get involved? Or um, And is there an event coming up? Uh, we do have an event coming up on the 3rd of May, mm-hmm. which is at Crescent Hall and it starts at 6pm. You can connect with us through Instagram or Facebook, which is Women Connecting Women. And we also have a number. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Out? yeah, go ahead. Okay, so it's 07904355318. Wow. And yes, I did have to read it. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving that. I'm loving that. You know, the, the logo mm-hmm. on oh, Lobia mm-hmm. is a tree, mm-hmm. and I found yeah. that really quite interesting. What is it about the tree? Why did you choose to have a tree and not like um, something more feminine, maybe? I mean, I'm not saying trees are not mm-hmm. feminine, but it was quite interesting that the tree was um, used as a logo. Am I, I putting you on the spot mm, here? There was a lot of <laughs> the process yeah, that yeah. went into that tree because yeah. uh, the tree just represents like diverse community and it's got loads of colours on it so we can come from any background. Um, it's inclusive to all women. I think that design did mm. take a while. It did, yeah. yeah. And it took a lot of thought process into it. It's just, you know, we start from a root and we come from many different roots, yes. but we embrace each other. Definitely. It's a root element, mm. which yeah. is so yeah. significant, isn't it? Because a tree, um, if, as long as it's rooted, yes. it grows. And grows and, it, and, and grows, yeah. It, yeah, it grows mm. and grows and it embraces and it yes. provides so much solace That's so true. and harmony. I'm good at this, aren't I? You are really good at this. <laughs> I just love trees. I absolutely yes. love trees. They're, um, and trees are quite an interesting part of the show because we're always talking about the environment. We're always trying to kind of focus on um, being a bit more um, ethically and environmentally aware. And, um, and what's interesting is that I'm seeing a lot more interest from the Muslim community um, embracing the environment more so. Now, this is kind of leading me on to um, another fantastic guest that's going to be joining the show after 10.30 is no other than Asma Sheikh. Now, she's an inter- entrepreneur. She's a spiritual... She describes herself as a spiritualist and she is um, a a very delightful sister who's going to be getting us ready for Ramadan. There's an event happening in uh, Luton, inshallah, a free event that she's going to be participating in and she's going to be sharing um, this event with us after 10.30 and she's also somebody who actually creates skincare with natural products. Can you see the link now? And Mm. natural, the environment and those products might be something that you guys might be interested in connecting with with um, Asma. Now, um, this show is about collaboration and it's also about making those deep, meaningful connections. Now, we do have two remarkable women in the studio who are actually making sure that they're, they're making that possible for not just local women, but women from across the country as well. And bringing it to the heart of Luton. It is the, the, both the ladies, Shazia Afzal 
and um, Lobia Begum are from Women Connecting Women. I think a very much needed uh, platform for our, not just the local women, but the women nationally as well. Um, it's, it's an absolute pleasure to have you join us this morning, ladies. Um, and bright and perky, can I say? You look absolutely fabulous. Um, so thank you so much for sharing your energy and your commitment to this charity. Um, is it a charity? How would you describe, I mean, I've called it a charity, but is it a charity? It is a charity. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we've set up as a charity. Um, I think the aim, the aim is to um, get women from all backgrounds to network um, mm-hmm. and um, take advantage of obviously the platforms in terms of how they could come out, how we could support them um, or how we could support each other. So um, everything so far we've done on a voluntary basis, haven't we? Yes. Um, so we're um, literally giving our own time. So we all have our professional lives. Uh, we're all working full time. Um and we all make time for women connecting women because we want to be able to break the barriers and make a difference to literally all the women that we possibly can. That's wonderful. And the fact that you're committed mm-hmm. to this and you're providing that voluntary time. Now, Lobia, you're somebody that is very committed in engaging with um, your local community. Um, you are, you would, you know, you support a lot of educational philanthropy in the community and your objective or your mission, I believe, is to create leaders and entrepreneurs like yourself and to help them lead and achieve goals. And is this something that you, you're wishing to bring into Women Connect Women? Um, yes, it is. And it's something that I have been working on since I think about 2004. I have been in the education sector mm. since then. So um, I've uh, been involved with a lot of uh, projects locally, nationally and internationally. Um, I kind of thrive off supporting a lot of women become entrepreneurs, leaders, confident individuals who are able to make their own decisions and lead good lives. Wow, wow. You, you sound as if, you, you know, you're saying all the right things. And, you you know, do you do public speaking as well? Because it's very, the words that I've been listening to you, I'm totally embraced by everything that's coming out of your mouth. <laughs> I don't do public speaking, but um, I do do a lot of presentations. Uh-huh. But um, I prefer to stay behind the scenes right. and support the women and literally make them become leaders. Mashallah, mashallah. Now, you uh, mentioned about making people leaders. You are an experienced senior manager and ed- adult education um, is your passion. So how did your actual journey begin, Lobia? Where did you start from this interest in kind of engaging and inspiring local communities and women to become <clears throat> leaders? Um, I started working with um, Learn Direct in 2004 mm-hmm. and we were obviously delivering um, courses um, in terms of um, to the community who obviously knew what they were doing in terms of it was level two, function skills, English, maths, ICT, business admin, retail management. But there was a market that was being left behind, which was a lot of deprived communities, right. isolated communities. A lot of women that were coming from abroad who didn't have any education uh-huh. or knowledge. A lot of men who couldn't read and write and unfortunately couldn't get into um, um, jobs that they probably wanted um, they have education obviously from back home but in um, when they entered UK um, it was either factory work or takeaways that they were working in and then which they, I mean there's nothing wrong, there's with, nothing that. wrong with that yeah. you know it's um, mm. hard work it's mm. labor mm. but you feel that there mm. there is they, potential they for growth. felt they felt there was potential for them to grow but mm-hmm. they didn't have the knowledge to know how or um, you know how to get to that stage uh, so we identified the gap uh, we started supporting isolated communities uh, deprived areas a lot of women who were 
were even unable to support their children with homework because of the language barriers, right. IT um, skills. Um, you know, um, we're quite fortunate where we're able to use our smartphones. We're quite fortunate where we're able to um, log into our emails, send our emails. But these um, women and men that we come across would be paying people to mm-hmm. do the application forms. So that's how we um, set up as a voluntary organisation, I think, since um, 2000. Um, 2004 maybe so we did a lot of work behind the scenes um, so now we're involved with a lot of um, projects where we're actually going out and supporting these people wonderful and it's just grown bigger and better yes. hasn't it yes. um folks it is 10 23 you're listening to the urban queue with me shamiza and i'm joined by the very awesome lobia begum and shazia afzal this morning they're talking to me about mental health and empowering local women part of two charity organizations that they are both directors and chair of we're also going to be carrying on with a conversation with them as well as joining me after 10 35 we're getting ramadan ready with um, another fabulous sister by the name of Asma Sheikh. She'll be talking to us about tips on how to kind of improve our uh, ourselves in preparation for Ramadan and post-Ramadan as well. That's all coming up after 10.35. Now, if you'd like to join in with any of the conversation that we're having on the show this morning, Shazi, how can they do that? They can text us through the live stream on Facebook or text in. Oh. With the number zero triple seven nine four eight one eight double two. Love She's, the way she does that. She is good. <laughs> she is good. Right, I'm gonna switch her mic off now. I think my job is on the line. But Shazi, you're somebody that's actually very, you, you know, you you are also in the education sector, um, post education, mashallah, and um, and we're going to be finding out in a little bit more detail on um, your journey in education and what's brought you to work with um, Healthy Minds as well. Now, folks, we're heading off to a break. After the break, we're going to be still carrying on having some awesome conversations with these fabulous ladies as well as catching up with Asma Sheikh. If you want to join in with any of the conversation, Shazia gave you the number. We are on Facebook Live. Do leave your comments on the uh, comment box uh, underneath. And we'll also want to find out, what have you ha- have you ever experienced losing your child but Hopefully you found them straight away as well. And what tips could you give to a parent out and about in the half-term break? It is micro-volunteering day. We're going to find out what that means exactly and how to get involved. And we'll be catching up with more creative trending stories. So catch me straight after this. Grab yourself a cuppa and see, see you shortly. Assalamu alaikum. A brand new show has just landed at Inspire FM. Mother's Planet. Join us on air or via Facebook for a good old chinwag about motherhood. Share your experience or expertise with others. Whether it's what's the best shampoo to use or what to cook for dinner, the floor of discussion is yours. Join me, Neelam, Fridays at 10am only on Inspire FM. a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. 
Assalamu alaikum and a very, very good morning to you. It's 10.30, Monday 15th of April and you're listening to me, Shamiza, taking it all the way up to 12 o'clock on Where Else? It's the Urban Cube Show brought to you on Inspire FM. We're going live and direct. We are Facebook. We are also um, on uh, Inspire FM 105.1 FM. We have the repeat of the show 8pm. You can catch us on iTunes and Spotify. We've also got a podcast that we roll out as well straight after the show. So there's no way you get to miss the conversations on the show this morning. Now today we are talking about getting ourselves Ramadan ready plus we're exploring mental health and empowering local women as well. Um, I'm joined by fabulous guests in the studio who've been sharing their experiences and their journey um, in the studio this morning and they are local ladies. I'm joined by no other than Lobia Begum. Assalamu alaikum. And also Shazia Afsal as well. Now they're going to be staying with me um, and we're going to continue the conversations with these fabulous ladies. Firstly, I just want to say, how are you this morning? How, is this your first radio experience, Shazia? Because you don't, you sounded so confident earlier on. You, think, yeah, this is my first radio show, so... Yes. Wow, wow. Um, hard to believe. So I hope it's not going to be the last. And is this something that you would like to kind of nurture, encourage the women um, as part of women empowering um, women, Lobia, to kind of maybe get more involved in like more public speaking out there and sharing their stories? 100%. I think there should be more women that could come out and obviously become public speakers, have the confidence um, to speak to individuals, people in front of platforms. Um, that's one of the aims of our um, Women Connecting Women, where we want to create more leaders and obviously get them to become public speakers. Wow, wow. And, and th- this is like wonderful music to my ears halal music I just need to say that because it is Inspire FM um, and, and this is what I, I absolutely love to hear that you know we're getting women encouraging providing those platforms and it's also kind of encouraging to um, take that ownership of the narrative as well now Shazia is that something that you're hoping we're going to see a change come about where women are really really taking control I think we're already seeing it happen because women come from various skills. They have a lot of background knowledge. And um, as we've seen over time, they're embracing it. And Women Connecting Women are doing a fabulous job. And we are open to any members that wish to join us. And they can do that through our Instagram account, which is Women Connecting Women, or our Facebook page, which is Women Connecting Women. Now, there's no reason for you not to get in touch with uh, Women Connecting Women. You know, it sounds super, super exciting. You have an event that's happening as well. And that event is when? That event is on the 3rd of May at 6pm at Crescent Hall. I think we have a few tickets left over. Mm -hmm. So if you are interested, get in contact with us. We have a telephone number as well, which is 07904355318. So do contact us. Yeah, it sounds super, super awesome. Now, if you've got any questions, people, and you want to get participate, find out more on what's going on and see if there's any service that you might want to provide is there potential for that um shazia for people to kind of you know women to come get involved and uh, sort of participate and create their own workshops yes we're always looking for empowering women to um, come along and share their skills with us 
Now, as we're on the topic of empowering women, then um, I am really, really <clears throat> sure that the next guest that we have over the phone this morning is not shy from doing so. She is actually holding workshops um, across the country to prepare us for Ramadan. And it's basically preparing your mind, your body and your soul for the blessed month. I'm talking about no other than Asma Sheikh. Now, Asma Sheikh is a therapist, entrepreneur and she's a spiritual. She is um, a mother who's using her unique style of spiritualism and healthy living um, to make a difference. Now, she's also the co-founder of Fit Lounge, um, an ethical company producing delicious nutritional bars and natural skincare range to revitalize and uplift your skin. Gosh, she sounds like somebody up your street, ladies. What do you think? <laughs> she sounds fabulous. She does, doesn't <laughs> she? So um, she is participating in workshops across three cities, 19th, 20th, and the 21st of April. And I believe there's something also happening in Luton. And she's not doing it on, on her own. She's actually doing it with her sister. Do you think it's time? Do you think we need to hear a little bit more? Yes, yes definitely. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum, Asma. How are you? I'm super, super well. Now, I know you've had an interesting weekend because you were participating. <laughs> you um, participating at the, is it the Muslim um, Shopping Festival in London. Um, so thank, thank you so very much for joining us this morning. How are you feeling this morning? Oh, gosh, I'm a, I'm a bit naked, but alhamdulillah for another day. Alhamdulillah for another day. Mashallah, mashallah. And um, that's, it's wonderful to hear that, the, you know, you're somebody that's a mother, an entrepreneur, a successful entrepreneur and a uh, speaker as well. Um, share with us this, uh, this exciting event that's happening. All right, I'll just, I'll just uh, go back a tiny bit. Um, the reason why, alhamdulillah, our workshops and seminars work very well is because of our professionalism and also life experiences mm -hmm. together. Um, women often want to want to hear, you know, a practical solution for um, for problems or you know daily uh, daily things that we have going on. And because Fit Lounge is a, is actually more than just a business or you know anything, it's sisters who went through tr uh, transformations themselves. So going back like 15 years ago, me and my sisters, we were like 150 kilos of huge women. Oh, mashallah. And we went through a transformation. Then we became personal trainers. Then we became therapists. So when we're talking to our sisters and our clients, we're talking with all our heart, mm. you know, absolutely knowing where they're coming from, how they're feeling. So, you know, it changes everything. So what we are doing now, inshallah, we're running a tour called Salam Ramadan. Um, that's the first one we're doing in Manchester, Bradford and London, inshallah, this next coming weekend. And in, 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 in these programs, we will be covering topics like organizing your kitchen for Ramadan for young mums. Mums with IBD or IBS and how to cope with Ramadan with these problems. Wow. Because it's such a big problem for mums with IBD or IBS. And there's so many women, women with Crohn's disease as well and they don't know how to cope in Ramadan. It's such a stressful period for them. We kind of dismiss all of that. We do. We clearly do. So it's wonderful that you're able to, to cover um, this because, yeah, I would never have thought... 
Yeah, I mean, our nut- uh, my sister, who's part of my nutri- who's part of the nutrition, and also is a co-founder of of Fit Nourish Nutrition, is actually an IBD sufferer. She has Crohn's disease, extreme. That's what made her a nutritionist. Right, that's right. the reason she, why she became a nutritionist to see how she can cope without going mm-hmm. into a junky diet. Wow! So, so we, there's we a lot be covering- of personal experience that you're able to share, yeah. which makes it more, I don't know, valid. I suppose. Absolutely, absolutely. So we can we can talk about routes to take, and then we talk about the NHS as well. Uh, what NHS teams provide Muslim services, uh, which we we've, we've taken years of research, talking to them, finding out which which uh, sources will provide a, a Muslim uh, doctor and a nurse if we were asked we were to ask. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and of course, the food, what foods to be eating in your suhoor, in your fatur, uh, towards your tarawih time, get you get you all the way to tahajjud. Every Ramadan, we all have a dream, don't we? That this Ramadan, I'm going to wake up for tahajjud, or this Ramadan, I'm going to go for all my tarawih. But, but the saying is, your 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 soul, your ruh, lives in, in a home, and your body is the home. So how strong is your home? So we have to focus on that home and it's an amana from Allah. Um, so this is what this program, these programs with Salaam Ramadan is about to get us prepared for Ramadan and the whole ethos is to prepare for Ramadan, not to prepare in Ramadan. And I think that's the key, isn't it? Prepare for, yeah. it's the steps um, towards Absolutely. Ramadan. For some people, you know, if, if the no preparation is done, it's a bit of a shock to the body when you go immediately go into Ramadan. So th- is this a common thing now? Are we seeing more and more of this, a need for those steps before Ramadan? Oh my goodness, absolutely, absolutely. These are so important and some things that we completely dismiss. For example, let's 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 talk about sahri time or sahur time and we want to drink loads of water, yeah? Now you want to drink, you, you, I see my young young son drinking eight glasses of water and I correct him, no, 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 you have to start six months before. Now your body's not trained. Mm. Your body's not trained with drinking fluid with Aisha and Fajr. And between Aisha and Fajr, you want to take down 12, 20 glasses of water and you're, not, and you, you're going to expect your body not to react. Wow. wow. So what, you know, what advice would you give to anybody listening in? Obviously, you have a workshop uh, which is happening now. I know this is in three cities across the country. Is there anything happening in Luton? There is. There's something happening in Luton as well. We're going to be running the same program and a lot more in 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 Watford actually, which is near to near to uh, Luton. And in this day, it, it, what we what we're doing is we're doing a complete day of workshops. Um, of, of course, we're, we're we're sharing topics on how to pre- prepare yourself for Ramadan. But in, but as an addition, um, this is uh, something that our, our young mums have requested. We're running like. Um, like a mini master chef, Ooh. so we're we're giving you all the recipes that you can possibly think of. Being an Asian, being an African, being an Arab, quick recipes that are low in carb, that are high in energy. So whole platters, uh, iftar platters, and tarawih snacks. 
And we're teaching you what foods to be including and what to be taking out of your diet to keep you maintained, keep that energy level nice, slow and released throughout the day. So are you actually cooking then, doing cooking we sessions? Are gonna, we are, we are going to be, what we're going to be doing is we're going to have ingredients out, we're going to have a little electric cooker there and we're going to be showing you quick tips and recipes of what you can be doing for your sahur and fatur and, and also how you can transform your kitchen over a course of a few hours and how that can help you through your Ramadan. Do you know this sounds absolutely exciting? Um, and we have Shazia Afsal and Lobia Begum, two very remarkable women in the studio this morning, sharing how sharing their work through Women Connecting Women. It's all about empowering women. Ladies, you're listening in to Asma, giving us lots of tips and guidance. Um, I've never heard of anything like this before. I'm really super excited. Is this something you'd participate in? I definitely would do because obviously your well-being is really important. Mm. And it all starts with self-care, mm. because if you're going to be able to look after yourself, you're going to be able to look after people around you. Of course. So that self-care is very important, and uh, it starts from those points. And as the director of Healthy Minds, yeah. this is kind of pinnacle in the work that you do. So yes, relating back to asthma, you know, you totally understand that language. Lobia, um, as a young Muslimah, um, your preparations for Ramadan, have you started, or has this inspired you to kind of like think quite right, I need to get something going now? Um, I think Asma has just literally inspired me. I've been taking notes in my head <laughs> of the things I need to do now so I'm going to start preparing. Because I'm getting a little bit nervous because Asma, you said like six months beforehand and we've got, what is it, less than three weeks? Less I mean, how long are you doing your Ramadan countdown? How many how many days, weeks have we got left now, Asma? We've not got long at all. We're looking at the 4th or 5th of May, I believe. Wow. Uh, that, that's when the first round or first uh, fast is. So what can we do in preparation for that? I know you don't want to give too much away because you've got these workshops, but for those people that have may not be able to attend, how can they get hold of these wonderful tips and advice and guidance? Well, what they can do is uh, they're most welcome to contact me on, on my Instagram page, which is fitlounge underscore nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, but however, I, I, I would love to give a few tips. First of all, please start drinking your fluids now. Train your body from Asia to Fajr. Wake up every two hours and drink three glasses of water. Train your bladder, train your bodies to intake so much water without any gastric problems. Number one, that's the first one. That's why we all end up with that horrible pain in our upper belly. Mm. It's because our bodies are not used to that fluid amount at that time. Oh, wow. So train your bodies from now on. Wake up uh, before uh, between Asia and Fajr. Uh, drink water. Go to sleep. Put your alarms on. I know it sounds thingy, but I'm telling you these, will make, these small things will make all the difference. Mm, mm. Again, start training your bodies, how to train them. For some resistance training at home, that brings strength in the body. So just speed walking while you're going to school in the morning for young mums. We're mainly focused on young mums because, by Allah, it is a challenge. They have to be feeding the children Mm. and may Allah give them so much ajr. We dismiss the fact they're not working, they're at home. They're they're doing the most hardest work, Mm. looking after those babies and those young children. We've all been there, feeding the kids while they're fasting and making sure that it's all ready for the whole family, the in-laws, the husband. For them, it's the most hardest fast. 
Subhanallah, I'm so glad you are recognizing that and the fact that, you know, there is empathy for the struggle that these sisters are having. And inshallah, may they be rewarded for everything that they do and they commit to. Um, And it is, goodness me. I mean, like Shazia, your children are teenagers now. And what was it like for you when you had the little ones and trying to fast and, and kind of balancing the home and work and motherhood and the fasts as well? I mean, they were a little bit easier maybe back then. I think it was actually easier. They told me that it was going to get better. Uh-huh. But actually, I preferred it at that time. <laughs> because I'm not sure how we women tend to do it, but we just tend to manage somehow. Alhamdulillah, it's like super extra power that we have. Yes. It's like, you know, blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. MashaAllah. And how, you know, is this the first time you've, you've started something like this, Asma? We've been doing it for seven years now. Seven years? And it's the first time <laughs> I'm hearing. Well, so we were first known as Inspire and Be Inspired. Ah. But then when it comes to Ramadan, we, we changed the name called Salam Ramadan. Okay. So, um, so that's how it is. But we've been, we, like, our first workshop was with five women in our house. Five women and in your house. Five wow. women in our house, and the second one, one was uh, uh, with uh, orphans in need, with a company, with a charity called Orphans in Need. And we were in Marriott's hotel. Then it just started going. And then last year we was uh, we had a national tour. Year before that we had another. Uh, so Alhamdulillah. I mean, these are. I'm telling you, we didn't intend to get here. Mm-hmm. Our intentions were just to help the the the, the, our, the women in our community. It's just word of mouth. And this is the beauty of being a woman. Allah has put so much feeling in our heart. Allah has blessed us with emotion. Allah has blessed us with vulnerability and emotion. That is a blessing for us. We just have to find the right level and platform, that plank to use it. And when we start using that, our work is sincere. That's how Allah has made us. Such beautiful words um, and this platform you're sharing with your sister as well. How awesome is that? What's it like working alongside your sister and sharing this beautiful Ooh. message? <laughs> Alhamdulillah, it, 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 it changes everything. You know, sometimes when we are talking, emotions rush back because when with my history myself, I was uh, 15 years ago, I was sectioned in a mental ward, declared mentally retarded. That that was my journey that I began I began there and I wanted to fight for my for my mental health without going under too much medication and I took a lot of support from my family a lot of support from Muslim services in the NHS to pull me out of that mm-hmm. that was the beginning of my journey so I've been to the very other end so when I and I have to expose all of this for all the young sisters who've been through mental health to tell them yes it's very scary we understand and you know what Islam is not dismissive of mental health so let's get through this. Subhanallah. When I talk, yeah, it is. When I talk about this, my emotions sometimes get the better of me because I have the same people around me that that really held my hand through this. And when I had a fight on my hands, they believed I could do this and they they helped me through this. After Allah, they helped me through this. So I'm talking about support. Your support is so important. And when we talk about female empowerment, we prefer talking about our historians. For example, um, the, the, the personal trainer of all times, Hawla binti al-Azwar. 
Uh, and, and, the, and the names go on. We have women in Islamic history who talk about, and we emphasize what was her ethos, what made her the woman that we all talk about. She's got millions and millions and trillions of followers. She's marked Islamic history. She she made a culture for us. What gave her that gave her that label? Let's explore more what she did so right, and I want to follow her. I'm so inspired by your journey and Shazia in the studio and Lobia are as well because both of these women are kind of, um, you know, taking their in their own way their lead in empowering other women and also mental health as well. Now, Shazia, I just want to ask you, listening into um, Asma's journey, the fact that she was sectioned and she somehow, alhamdulillah, came out of that um, and was able to kind of take that control back and she is now sharing her experience. Is there enough support for Muslim women impacted by mental health in the services, um, you know, like, for example, the NHS and wider services? Because you, you're a director of an organisation that works with mental health, healthy minds. You've actually obviously seen something. That's why you've had to set this organisation up. Um, mental health is obviously a subject that uh, most Asian communities and black minorities don't wish to talk about. So it's really good that so many people are actually coming out and actually mm. talking about it because it's nothing to be ashamed of. Um, it is probably one of the most darkest <clears throat> moments that a person comes goes to, but it's very important to have a support network around you that can actually help you and support you through that journey. Like I like to say that mental health is actually a journey and not a destination, and it's really important to take that stigma away. And, you know, it, it's an illness that is treatable with the right support. Now, mashallah, Asma, you gained the right support. Alhamdulillah, and made those the support network always remain steadfast and blessed. What has their experience been now seeing you where you're at? Um, how do they feel when they see you doing these workshops and sharing your story? Well, first of all, uh, what happens, uh, we've seen the pattern, because we've done these so many times now, the pattern is sisters immediately begin to trust you. Mm -hmm. They trust you because you've been there. Mm -hmm. And then when we go to each city, what we do is beforehand, we talk to mind, we talk to men, we talk to mental health, we talk to early intervention team, crisis team, before we go there. And we call them and say, do you know what? Can I ask you a question? Yes, you can. You're, you're from the NHS. If I'm a Muslim woman and I have my reasons and I ask you, if can I be seen by a Muslim professional, will you provide that for me? Yes, we will. Okay, can I have you at my at my program at the panel? I'd like to share that with my with my. Now, what happens is with a lot of Muslim families, it's not the woman who 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 doesn't want that. It's she's afraid of what the family's going to think. You just need a Muslim person to step in to explain the Islamic side of it and the medical side of it and collaborate that together. That makes all the difference. Can I just ask? Understand? Can I just ask what is the Islamic side of this? Because I never thought there was an association. When I say it's outside, sometimes families can be very difficult, especially like like the sister said, uh, Asian and African families can be very difficult to accept that their family member has a mental ah, health problem. the stigma. They would just say, they would just say, she's mad, leave her alone. 
You know, okay. not the fact that she actually has an illness like diabetes, mm, mm. like like any other illness, okay. and she needs to be treated for it. So what you're trying to do here is actually make people aware that this is an illness and it needs support and it needs that attention, full attention as any other medical condition. Um, I, do you know what? I'm just so delighted to have had you join the show today because I I, I knew of you, but I didn't know how much, um, you know, how 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 your journey has been so it's been a remarkable listening to you and I really feel that we want to hear more but I know that um you're going to be uh you're tired from this extraordinary event that you were part of uh, yesterday oh, yes. hold on, hold on. With, the, with the Watford event there is also another uh, Ramadan incentive every first hundred women who sign up and it, by the way it's all free entry will get a free little hamper from us as well Ooh. And, and that hamper includes great skincare. Now, we don't want to be promoting your brand because otherwise it becomes marketing. But I'm wondering no, no, if Lobia no. would be um, interested in hearing the fact that you do natural products and they do have something called, um, uh, they do an event called Women Empowering Women and they had a skincare event. Um, so maybe you guys need to connect. We do definitely need we'll to connect. connect. Inshallah. We'll connect. <laughs> Inshallah. And without nutrition, what we've, I'm not going to name anything but with Anush we focused on Ramadan so we made something called Ramadan fuel so it's a breakfast for Ramadan um, and, it, and it fuels you through the day and it's got mashallah fantastic reviews do check them out um, on our Instagram page inshallah and your Instagram page is fitlounge underscore nutrition wow so folks if you want to get the know-how on how to prepare yourself get ramadan ready with nutritional breakfasts and great workshops um then you know what you need to get onto that page inshallah it's been an absolute pleasure asma um you guys joining me this morning thank you so very much and one more time how can people connect with you um, they can connect with me uh, through Facebook. Um, with Facebook, our Facebook is Fit Lounge, um, through Instagram as well, um, and then we can take it from there. Inshallah. Mashallah. Good luck with the workshops, Mashallah, and um, may you have a blessed Ramadan. Um, thank you so much. Jazakallah So very welcome. That was the very awesome Asma Sheikh who has joined me this morning after a very um, productive weekend at the Muslim uh, shopping um, event. And she's been talking to us about uh, getting prepared for Ramadan um, and workshops and, and all sorts. And she was also sharing her experience as somebody that was actually sectioned uh, for mental health and how she was able to get through that and be the successful woman that she is mashallah and she is sharing of that journey with as many people um that want to listen alhamdulillah now it's a three city tour that she's doing and i'll give you more details about that she's doing it with her sister how awesome is that to be actually to do that with a sibling as well who's also a professional in her own right now um we're heading off to a break after the break i'm still going to be having cool conversations with the very awesome Shazia and Lobia in the studio. Now you can actually join in with the conversation with us on um, WhatsApp 07779481822. We're asking, have you ever lost your child? And um, share that experience. I know it's a little bit negative, but it might be a funny story. So uh, join me straight after this. Assalamu alaikum. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Catch a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza.
Good morning and assalamu alaikum. It's 11 o'clock, Monday 15th of April and you're listening to me, Shemaliza, taking all the way up to 12 o'clock on where else? It's the Urban Cube, of course. Thank you for staying with us and um, allowing us to keep you company this morning. We are talking mental health, empowering women and getting ready for Ramadan. Yes, Ramadan is only two weeks. I think it's May the 5th, I believe. Um, it's not far away. And we had the pleasure of being joined by um, Asma Sheikh, who is an entrepreneur, therapist and a spiritualist who is very passionate about engaging women um, and especially young mothers in preparing them to Ramadan. She's doing workshops across the country. The nearest to us is Watford and um, she has just been sharing her also her experience of being actually sectioned in um, for mental health and how she managed to get through that and to be able to kind of like, you know, manage her life um, back again. Now, if you want to catch any of that uh, conversation, then please do go catch the repeat of the show, which is 8pm this evening. Now, we are also on Facebook Live. Now, I don't know if um, I've just been told that possibly you're not able to hear that. So if Brother Tarek is listening, could you kind of sort that out, please? Um, but we have had some messages on uh, Facebook Live. I just want to say a massive big salam to Shanaz Ayub, who has basically pointed out that it's actually the Easter holidays. It's not half term. It's actually the Easter holidays. I don't care, love. It's holidays. <laughs> Whatever it is, we're on holiday. Yay. Let's not be so precise. Now, she is actually in court listening on an earpiece. I don't even know if she's allowed to do that. And I don't even know if I'm allowed to even say that. But thank you so very much for tuning into the show. It's super awesome to know where you're listening in from. Are oh, you listening from court? <laughs> I've got a giggle. Or are you listening in from um, whilst driving? Um, listening to us on the radio or are you listening to us um, on, well, I don't know about Facebook Live, but um, on the web or just um, audio. It's uh, would love to find out from you guys. Now, I'm not alone in the studio. I am joined by uh, my very awesome guests who are local ladies. It's Lobia Begum and it's also Shazia Afsal. They are both are very passionate about empowering local women through the work with um, uh, um, women empowering women. Yeah, um, is that correct? Have I got that right? Yes, yeah. that's right. And also uh, mental health with um, a charity called Healthy Minds, which is led by the director of that charity, Shazia Afsal. Now, we were um, very much in awe of the conversation that was being had with Asma Sheikh, who was very, very honest about her journey and uh, mental health and and she described mental health um in like the south asian and black community as you did as well as being quite stigma led um shazia your work with mental health is something that you're very passionate about as the director of um, healthy minds i mean could you resonate with anything that was said by asma um asma obviously um touched on some key points there um be going through it and especially experiencing it yourself um, gives you more of an insight into what is actually happening and it's important to have a good support network around you to help you through that process she did say that it got to the point when she was sectioned mm -hmm. and that is probably one of the one of the worst moments for anybody that Gosh. is suffering from mental health mm -hmm. illness it's really important to 
fact it out that it is actually mental health is an illness just the way that if your hand was cut you're going to treat it so if there's an emotional mental situation it's important to treat it because if you're not going to treat it things are just going to get worse Mm -hmm. in your charity that you're um you're the director of healthy minds what is it exactly that you're trying to kind of inform the participants or those that are interested in finding out more Okay, so what we're doing is we're actually um, running some workshops and through those workshops we're raising awareness Mm -hmm. on the signs of mental health and then we're looking for resolutions on that as well. And we're also signposting you where required. Okay, so it's not just um, conversations you're having with people, you're also putting them in contact with the relevant services and it is really important to have that transition is it specifically for say the black and south asian community that you've created this um, charity it's for everyone Mm -hmm. it's really important to be open we've got an open door when it comes to mental health illness and we are open to anyone that has any questions we can be contacted through facebook instagram and twitter and we have a contact number that i will be sharing later on and it's a free service? It is absolutely a free service. We we come from many professional backgrounds and we work on a voluntary base. So mm-hmm. we take time out to make sure that we are running healthy minds and the right people are being connected with. Why did you feel there was a need for you to set up this charity? Um, asthma actually triggered something, which I, I'm not sure if I would like to talk about. Okay. But... Um, when you experience it personally, mm-hmm. it becomes more, you become more compassionate because you understand where a person may be coming from. Thank you for that. I can see, uh, you know, that really, really personally resonated with you. But then it, it says a lot about your work and your passion and conviction for making sure that the, this service is being met um, by those people that need that support. Now, it is still considered quite a stigma. Um, I hope that anybody listening into the show this morning will feel a little bit more relaxed and comfortable in kind of connecting with you. Um, could you mind just giving us your details again for anybody that may have missed how to contact you. Okay, so we're Healthy Minds and we can be found on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Healthy Minds with the L is spelt as a number one. Mm-hmm. Our contact number is 07-9040-99614. So if you can just leave us a voicemail or text message and someone should get back to you. Now, on the show, it's uh, mental health is a regular feature. The reason being because I understand um, the importance it is of discussing this. And what we tend to talk about is the fact that the age level of mental health seems to be getting lower and lower and lower, where children as young as two have been considered or or just noted as having mental health issues. Um, What is the lowest age that you are... uh, inviting to come and speak to you about and also what's it how does it make you feel when you hear that um i think it's it's sad to hear that so many people are being affected at such a young Mm -hmm. age but i think it's social environment they have a lot of pressure i mean me growing up as a child i didn't really have all the pressures of social media around me yeah and i think children nowadays they 
they don't have many interaction skills because they're so involved with their devices mm-hmm. and they feel they're interacting but it's not interacting because human interaction is really important and they're lacking in those spaces it's like that emotional intelligence being able to read eye contact read body language yes. read expressions and facial expressions which is not android um and and also the fact that we're we're seeing quite limited linguistic skills yeah. um from young people as well because of the pressures of social media now lobia um you you are the chair of um, Empowering Women. Women Connecting Connect, Women. Connecting Women. Connect. Do you know what? I should know this by now, right? <laughs> um, uh, it's And one key thing that I think is really important is making sure that we have relevant role models mm-hmm. for the younger mm-hmm. generation. Now, there was a research suggesting that young people are not... Um, drawn to traditional role models or traditional heroes anymore. For example, mm-hmm. say a doctor mm-hmm. or a firefighter, um, but more so to YouTube stars. Mm-hmm. Is this something that you're hoping that, you know, um, that your work will enable and encourage more young women to see that there are other role models around you and that we're not limited, you know, just because we're Asian, we don't fit those mm-hmm. Um, spaces mm-hmm. and that's something definitely that we've been speaking about um, we've um 100% want to go down that route where uh, we see a lot of women that are um, younger women that are getting influenced by a lot of um, social media um, platform influences. Uh, we want to be able to now create women obviously in terms of with women connecting women. We're doing a lot of other projects. I am personally involved in a lot of um, other projects where we've actually uh, created young entrepreneurs haven't we? The young women who we want them now to lead and show case their success to other women mm-hmm. that yes we are confident we are able to come out and um, it's not a label where Asian women have to just stay at home and um, there's um stay at home basically so you can actually uh, be a housewife and at the same time you could have a career and at the same time you could look after your family there's a lot of um, inspiring women within Luton who have actually come out of their houses and you know they are doing a wonderful job the majority of the women that we've come across um, in this field are from women connecting women and then there's um, a lot of other organizations that we're connected um, with as well and it's so inspiring to see that now the young women that we we've come in contact with they are looking up to these women where they want to do well in their lives mm-hmm. and there's no nothing wrong can I just make a point mm-hmm. of nothing wrong about being a homemaker Absolutely because nothing. you know everything mm-hmm. starts from the mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. and but it's knowing about how to balance that yeah. to be able yeah. to build your home mm-hmm. to the best ability mm-hmm. but also have mm-hmm. that passion for mm-hmm. a career as well and to balance the two mm-hmm. because but and we also need to remember that mm-hmm. it's okay to just be a homemaker mm-hmm. why not but be the best that you possibly can in doing what you're passionate about mm-hmm. um, and having that balance now folks 11 minutes past 11 it's the urban cube you're listening to myself shamiza taking it all the way up to 12 o'clock this morning we're talking about empowering women we're talking about mental health and we've been talking about getting ready for ramadan now i had the pleasure of speaking to asma sheikh just before the break um and it was really quite inspiring especially finding out about how 
how we sometimes forget about young mums in Ramadan and how really it, it's it's really quite um, not uh, not as easy for them to kind of balance motherhood and young children and also practice their faith as well and get, reap the rewards of Ramadan. Um, Shazia, I was speaking, you know, I was thinking of yourself um, when I was listening to Asma, um, you, you know, that motherhood, motherhood and fasting, goodness me, um, we, we, I think we spoke about it earlier on. Um, listening into Asma, was there anything that you were able to gain from the conversation that we've had with her? Well, obviously, she mentioned that we need to be drinking water six mm. min- months in advance. So I think we're a little <laughs> bit late for that. <laughs> Maybe next year if we are still around by then. But yes, it's very important to nourish your body the mm. right way so that um, you can actually fulfill Ramadan in the most healthy healthy way possible. Because it's about, um, you know, the nutrients. Um, you know, she called the body the home and it is a home. It and we forget home, that. Yes. And it's a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our body is, and we do need to nurture it and care for it. And it's fantastic that, you know, that the world is recognizing the significance of fasting. We're seeing lots of research suggesting that Ramadan is a time where, the, you know, the fasting enables mm-hmm. the immune system mm-hmm. to regenerate itself. Um, Lobia, listening to Asma, anything that you were able to take from the conversation we had with her earlier on? Um, quite a lot, but it was um, one thing that I took note of in my head was that um, I am pledging to support my sister-in-law, um, who's got three young daughters, oh, as, as well as my sister. And I'll be a little bit more active um, in Ramadan in terms of supporting and with the cooking. Oh, bless you. That's a real story. She said it live and direct, people. If her sister-in-law is listening, listening, and her sister, you know, she said it. And how would you plan on doing that? Because, you know, I'm babysit. seeing babysit. So they could do the oh. cooking. Ah, wonderful. Um, Do you think it should be a joint effort? Do you think the men should be doing equal amounts of cooking in comparison to the women? Of course. (laughs) They do say men make the best chefs. Of course. And they always seem to forget that when it comes to the home. It does. You know? So if you're listening, blokes, get your apron on. (laughs) Yeah. This is is what it's all about, you know? Um, She also mentions, like, um, a Ramadan master chef. And I really was quite um, taken in by that. I was quite drawn to that. It'd be wonderful if there were things like that happening in Luton where we get, like, great, you know, cooking Mm -hmm. sessions happening. Guys, if there's anything like that going on across the town, please do keep us updated. We'd love to find out how people are actually getting ready for Ramadan. Um, It's... It's not far away, mashallah. The time is going very, very quickly. And as Asma said, the more you prepare yourself, the sooner, the better, the better, and it becomes more easier. So if there's anything folk are doing, then please do get in touch. We'd love to share what you're um what you're planning to do with our listeners this morning. And our listeners this morning are um are from Luton surrounding areas as well as Peterborough. Um, on Salam Radio and Sheffield on Link FM. So please do um, uh, get in touch with us. Now we have Brother Matloub who says men also make bigger mess in the kitchen. <laughs> so they make a bigger mess in the kitchen. So that's what is is that you saying, Brother Matloub, that um, they shouldn't even enter that vicinity? Well, I think they should cook, but then they do need to remember that they need to wash up after. Of course, of course, I mean, exactly. We ladies tend to do it, so. 
Yes. There should be no exception for men. No exception whatsoever. Thank you very much, Brother Matloub, for contacting us this morning. And a walaikum salam um, to you. Now, he said, yes, they make. And then he says no. So um, I don't know what no means. <laughs> I need to explain. Um, do get in touch with us, guys. We'd love to find out um, from you guys. Should it be equal in the kitchen? Should the men and the women equally take a role and responsibility in the cooking and the cleaning across Ramadan? Um, yes. what's your what's your thoughts on this uh, it should be equally sh- it should be equally shared mashallah so, you know we're hearing it from the ladies equally shared we should do a poll yes there should be a poll an Inspire FM Urban Cube a poll and brother you know brother Matloub did say it should be equal yes we totally agree with you brother um, there so thank you very much for that it should be equal um, so folks the conversation today we were asking you guys is it is Easter holidays as our dear listener Shanaz has pointed out, um, it's not half term, it's actually end of term. I don't really care. <laughs> it's still a holiday. It's still a holiday. <laughs> and we want to find out from you guys, Has it, have you ever experienced losing your child for just a short period of time? I don't want it to get so, oh my God, I don't want this turn to turn into like a traumatic show of any sort. <laughs> but have you had that experience? I mean, and do... Like I'm being a little, I'm I'm being quite a little. I'm taking a chance here because I noticed that you know my children's father, he was not very good at keeping an eye on the kids, and they would always get lost with him. <laughs> There'd been occasions I'm stood there, watch the children. I turn my back two minutes. Where's the child gone? And I always found I was always looking after everybody else's kid in the park. I'm keeping an eye on other people's children. Maybe it's just my maternal teacher instinct. Have you ever had that experience, ladies? All the time. I think when we tend to go out with families, I tend to sit back and I'm watching all the nieces and nephews. But what you need to remember, we've only got two eyes and there's only certain points that we can, because children are very fast. They're fast and they're adventurous and it takes them a split second to literally get away. Oh my gosh. And and come back, hopefully. <clears throat> as long as they come back, it's all fine. It's all fine. It's yes. all fine. You know, and um I've you know, on, on beach holidays, what I saw was these tags that parents were uh, putting on their children with a number underneath it in case a child got lost and they saw um a, you know it's a, yeah. a guard of some sort so they could inform the guard and they could be called um and this is these tiny little things like teaching your child safety um not to speak to strangers and remembering numbers um emergency numbers uh, uh, as well um any experiences as an auntie lobia have you ever managed to <laughs> plenty <laughs> lost a child in your um, I lost my niece once I think we were in town and she was playing hide and seek and oh my god I started panicking my brother was there my sister-in-law was there but um I was babysitting and she was playing hide and seek she was literally right next to me and I started panicking and then um she crawls up and she's like Pupa John I'm here and I'm like you've just made me have a panic attack (laughs) (laughs) Pupa John I'm here I'm not playing not the right place to play oh wow and play is a is an interesting factor because research is suggesting that children should have less toys less gadgets less toys um so they're stimulating their mind to create more imaginary play um as a mother uh shazia what's your thoughts on that when when you were bringing up your children who are now martial teenagers who i think are still in bed 
They probably still are. I mean, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sh- sh- you know, guys, you should be listening to your mum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, supporting her. Um, <laughs> so, would you agree? I mean, what was it like being a mother and, and purchasing gadgets and gimmicks for your children? Did you go for like the old traditional toys, like boards and, you know, books? I think when they were younger, they did play around with a lot of toys. But I have to say, it's so easy to give into like the new digital native Mm. because everything is about gadgets. And I do have gadget freaks at home right now. Wow, wow. And and that's that's the thing, isn't it? That's a struggle and how to balance that. But I think it is down to kind of parenting. And it is we can manage that if we wish to not give in. Yeah. Um, we are semi-gadgets in our house. I think our child, the children, um, their best play is jumping on my bed very early in the morning. Yeah. And they all seem to like doing that. And if there's anybody that's willing to give a free mattress, <laughs> I would really like a new one. <laughs> But then that's play, and I, yeah. I I encourage that. You know, they I'm really really. Do you know what? I get so happy when they actually sat around watching the TV. Yeah. You know, this is something that we would stop. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, parent, we were always told TV's bad for you. Square eyes, TV's bad for you. Actually, getting them to sit down together to watch TV is like, oh, moment. Yeah, it's that family time. Yeah, it's important. And it's like crazy, isn't it? What we thought was bad for us is actually turning out to be quite a relief. Um. Toys as you as a child, did you or your nieces and nephews, Lobia, do you you know, what sort of what's the last toy that you provide gave your niece or nephew um, I tend to buy them a lot of um, games that they could actually play with um, with their siblings or family Ooh, nice. um, I kind of um, help my sister-in-law um, put a little bit of rules together in terms of like you know there should be limited um, time for these children mm. obviously on their gadgets um, so when it's poopoo time I go home and it's like it's poopy time and for two hours they're constantly playing with me and I'm like guys I need my time but I don't <laughs> mind spending that time with them because but I you know you call it poopoo time no they 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 called oh, it time. Bless, bless. <laughs> i was forced into the poopoo time <laughs> you sound like an awesome poopoo um you could ask my nieces and nephews yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're listening into the show um what are your nieces and nephews names um oh there's loads but the ones you've got 24 home, haven't you 25 25 <laughs> we have ayat fatima um Aizan, Mustafa, and they're the ones that i'm constantly taking out oh, babysitting i'm so um, glad you know their names can you know the they, rest of them? I do, but oh, the list is too long, so okay, let's not mention them. Okay, what about I do tend to remember the date Try of birth. <laughs> Try asking me. I bet they don't make you forget their they date of birth. They don't. My niece's birthday is coming up in August, I think. And already, she's made a list of things <gasps> that she wants. And like, wow, God. wow. So in the half-term holidays, um, sorry, Easter holidays, <laughs> she's made a list of things that she wants to do. And all of them are um, activities that she wants out, obviously, in, in terms of taking her to the park, like family time. Oh, so she's lovely. only six. But and that's I think, so important yeah. and that's so precious. It's mm. not about, like, the quantity. Mm. It's about the quality, the quality and the yeah. simplest memories, just like going to the park, picking a leaf yeah. or, you know, throwing pebbles. Yeah. Not at anybody, just, you know, on the ground <laughs> picking pebbles yeah. and stuff like that. They create those beautiful yeah. memories. Exactly. And getting children more outdoors mm. is about healthy minds. Exactly. Um, and nurturing their mental well-being as well. And if it starts early on, mm. I think that does, that could process mm. into, you know, more positive outlook in the future. Um, 
I'm assuming so, but obviously you're more inclined to kind of give me more direction than this. Could this be a way forward, maybe, if we have more outdoor time? It is very important to have more outdoor time. Through Healthy Minds, we are actually taking a holistic approach to it. So we're introducing um, talking therapies, walking therapies. Oh, nice. We have knitting therapies that are going really (laughs) well. (laughs) I still need to learn to crochet, though. Wow. But wow. I know how and to that's knit. Next, yeah, yeah, that's, that's my next, next challenge. So you know I need to crochet. I'm so, so, isn't it crochet? Crochet. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, all right. It's all right. <laughs> I just like the tea. <laughs> <laughs> like that's why it reads as well. That's why it reads tea. Are they, you know what I need to ask people? Are there words that, you know, you, that you read and you, they read different to the way you say it? Have there's, I confused pl- you guys? No, I know what you mean. Yeah. There's plenty of those. Like kind there's of plenty. Yeah. Yeah. is yeah. one yeah. word. But um, like, um, yeah, baguette. I used to call baguette. Yeah. D- let's not even go there. <laughs> let's not go in there. Croissant <laughs> is a difficult one. Yeah. I always find that. But coming back to um, handicrafts. Yeah. Now, there is a growing trend now mm-hmm. that handicrafts are really good to help with mental health and the fact is that the nhs are actually prescribing art as a means of mental well-being um how does that make you feel when you hear that and the fact that art is a great tool to kind of help people manage them their mental health i think it's really important that people can actually express themselves onto Mm. paper Mm. through paint or coloring or just drawing because it's a form of expression that you can do without a digital device and it's important to be able to express yourself and it's that slow process isn't it you're taking you're taking time out yeah you're really concentrating on one area um and you're just nurturing that so i'm so delighted to hear about the learning walks the knitting and the crochet that you're doing um and this i think is it brings people together and it creates conversation and it is about uniting people and having those conversations face we're heading off to another break um you know what i'm tempted to knit yeah, we should start. Should yeah, you should, you you should, should have brought the knitting needles in. We should have done. Do you yeah. know, I couldn't even knit. Shazi has now taught me how to knit. And wow. you know, we've implemented that for children now as well. And it's yeah. amazing because you're just sitting there knitting away. Um, it's really, 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 really good it uses, workshop. It actually yeah. uses a different part of your brain. Mm-hmm. So it's very therapeutic. Mm. Very therapeutic. We're going to be talking about more therapeutic activities straight after the break. Do not go away, folks. Please do stay. Join us with the conversations that are being had on the show to share with us any of your tips on getting Ramadan ready. And are there any interesting therapeutic opportunities across the town um, that could help with mental well-being? Now, um, off to a break after the break still joining me is Shazia and Lobia so don't go away stay with me and catch me straight after this assalamu alaikum we are young we are powerful we are female we, we are, are Muslims. Muslims we are sisters speak destroying the stereotype of stigmatized Muslim women join us live every Tuesday from 6 p.m. where we discuss our opinions on current events and issues we feel are important and relevant so tune in on 105.1 FM or Facebook Live and catch our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Catch a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. 
Good morning and assalamu alaikum. 11.30, Monday, 15th of April. And it's the final half an hour of the Urban Cube show with me, Shemiza, taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock. Goodness me, one and a half hours flown by um, because I'm having some great conversations with my guests in the studio. Live with me this morning is the very awesome Shazia Afsal, who is the director of the charity Healthy Minds, a charity that focuses on the holistic approaches to mental health and well-being from workshops as well as um, signposting um, folk that need support to the relevant um, support network, inshallah. Um, thank you so very much, Shazia, for staying with me this morning. It's been an absolute pleasure finding out the, about the work that you're doing um, and something that's very, very kind of dear to your heart. Um, but I wanted to kind of find out a little bit more from you. You know, you're giving out um, a lot of energy, a lot of time, a lot of compassion because it's a voluntary um, setup that you have. But what do you gain from it? Going back to um, self-awareness again, because mm. you're a better person by giving to others and it actually makes you, by contributing to the community and others that are in need, mm. you're actually satisfying yourself as well. Wow. So it's self-satisfaction. And self-satisfaction is something that um, we are going to be talking about because it is a micro-volunteering day today, people. Micro-volunteering. Now, this is a simple concept where individuals take convenient bite-sized actions often from home in support of a good cause. Now, it can be anything from writing a letter to an elderly hospital patient or tagging internet photos to help the visually impaired. Micro-volunteering day aims to raise awareness of this kind of short, easy, active citizenship and encourage people to get on and get involved. So, if you were to micro-volunteer, what would you want to do? Now, uh, the ladies in the studio today are not uh, shy from volunteering. Their work is consistently about volunteering. Now, another lady in the studio that's doing that um, to, uh, is no other than Lobia Begum. Now, she is a chair of uh, Women Connecting Women and is a volunteer on this awesome platform, which has been founded in Luton. Lobia, you're somebody that's also passionate about philanthropy and education. You're a senior management who's had quite a lot of experience in the community with motivating and engaging people in the education sector. And also you're an ambassador for a charity uh, called PAGE, which is another volunteering initiative that you participate in. So today is National Volun Micro-Volunteering Day. I mean, what does that? What, why is volunteering so significant for our communities? I think it's important to give back um, to the community wherever you are, whether you're obviously based in the UK internationally. Um, so um, I think giving back to the community, supporting, um, helping the um, unfortunate, um, I think it's a good way of, uh, way of moving forward. You're teaching other people um, things, a thing or two. Um, so I do think it's important to, even if you could give an hour of your time mm. to somebody, even if you could sit down with an elderly, um, any kind of um, act of voluntary work is obviously counted as charity. And I think it's so important to learn from different people, uh, different sectors, um, um, from everywhere, basically. So it's quite a broad <coughs> thing, isn't it? It's not just about give, giving something back to mm. others. It's also gaining something. Gaining and it's something that kind back. of like... So, self-satisfaction and what i find from people that do volunteer they always say that there is a lovely feeling mm. uh, there's a whole wholesomeness and it makes you feel human yeah. um would you describe that wholesomeness in the line of work that you do uh, shazia 
all the time because obviously Healthy Minds is a voluntary organisation and so is Women Connecting Women. And it's, like you said, finding that wholesome within a person mm. to say that we can contribute and you've made it, you might make a world of a difference to somebody. Yeah. And, and it's really important that you're there to do that for them. And making a difference to somebody. We don't know what people's struggles are. Life is so fast paced at the moment and nobody knows what's going on in people's lives. Um, and just helping, supporting, or just a smile, mm. like smiling is sunnah, just mm. smiling at somebody can make a massive big mm difference folks micro volunteering um it's a term that i've never come across i didn't realize that there you know you have volunteering and then there's tiny bits of volunteering. when we think of volunteering we do think about you know long programs yeah. of volunteering maybe in a, um, a charity mm -hmm. shop or doing um supporting an organization but you can actually narrow that down and do tiny little act um acts um for example you know um just writing a letter to an elderly hospital patient or you know um just making somebody aware of an event mm -hmm. uh, that or that could be mm -hmm. of good use to them um and talking of events do you want to micro volunteer people what is it your what's your event and how are you going to get people mm -hmm. uh, engaged involved do you like the way i just do that i just love that yes <laughs> So we are Women Connecting Women that are running an event on the May the 3rd at 6pm at Crescent Hall. Um, I think we do have a few seats left over. So if anybody's interested, please do contact us. Uh, we will be talking about the subject of mental health through the workshop, um, which is Healthy Minds. Do you require volunteers? Yes, please. <laughs> okay, so how can they get in touch and what sort of volunteering are you looking at? any kind of skills so if you're interested just contact us through facebook instagram or contact the number provided and we shall find something for you to do i like the way she said we will find you something there's nothing <laughs> we'll make sure we find something for you um Lobia, Women Connecting Women, um, obviously there are lots of professional women mm -hmm. from all walks of life at this event. Now, do they provide or could they provide work experience for, say, you know, our younger females that need or want to have a taster mm -hmm. of the type of career these women are leading? Oh, definitely. I think it's something that we could definitely look into, um, go back, take it to our team, speak to them. Um, and if one of our women or most of our women can inspire, um, obviously, um, young people, then why not? And that's what it's all about, that's isn't it? It's all about, expanding yes. the family. Yes. And now it's now, it's not just for women across Luton, what you're talking national mm -hmm. as well. So, mm -hmm. you know, but it's at the heart of Luton. I'm absolutely loving that. The fact that there's so much going on in Luton. Was it quite an eye opener when you saw all these women, women turning up? And did you know all the women or were they new to you until they turned up on the day? Some faces were new. Um, some were well known. Okay. So, um, but we connected so well. Mm. I think you can never put uh, loads of women in a room and for them not to have no conversation. So we just <laughs> gelled women in, in, a, in a room. Talk about you know because not you know mm. I'm when I I always hear this mm. right, which I always find quite remarkable, and I never believe it, but I hear it often that women are not supporters of other women. Oh, um, that's not true. Not true at all. <laughs> That's not true. That's something that I think we've changed. Do you think um, I have made that up? I, yeah, maybe. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> 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 but alhamdulillah, we, we, Women Connecting Women and a lot of other organisations that we're involved with, uh, all the women that we have on our team come from loads of different profession backgrounds. And it's amazing how everybody is supporting one another.
it's such a support network. Is it because it's refreshing that you're finding women who totally get your vibe, who get yeah. your struggle, who it's, understand the journey? It's, it's having like-minded people there mm-hmm. that want to contribute because mm-hmm. these women are obviously from professional backgrounds that have come together to give back to the community. What do you, what do you want to see more of for women connecting women? Um, I think what we want to see is for women to support each other, um, help um, each other break barriers, um, deliver workshops, uh, inspire one another, educate one another, because we're all learning. We're, we're always all learning. learning. Always learning. You know, um, every single one of us is learning. Now, can I ask, what are the barriers that women potentially are still facing in 2019? Oh. Is it, are we still struggling with gender pay gap? I'm not sure about pay gap, but I do think that there is, it is a little bit harder, especially for the um, uh, BME women. Yes. I think it is a little bit harder. However, we have seen, like with this group that I'm actually with at the moment, um, so many women have come together and they're very empowering. Maybe they are there, we're just not seeing them. So it's Mm -hmm. really important that we come together and we make a difference. Is there a database for people to kind of find out who these women are? Because, you know, you're all in a room, Mm Um, and it's women led by women. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the men are not allowed in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, how does the rest of the world find out about you guys? Um, we're on um, quite a lot of social media platforms, aren't we? Um, we um, obviously aim to put all of our profession profiles um, on as well, hopefully soon. Mm-hmm. So you would know exactly who we are, what we do. Uh, majority of on our social media, it kind of gives you uh, an insight to um, who each member is. That is the next step. So we've got plenty of events coming up. Um, there's a lot of women that obviously we're connecting with mm-hmm. as well. So um, in the future, you will be able to get an insight of all individuals that are on board who we are what we do what our roles are as professionals how we're supporting obviously uh, women connecting women um how more members could join um who the members are um how you could support as a volunteer become part of it uh, and make uh, women connecting um women go viral in terms of we want to work together as a team uh, empower one another support one another um especially the women that are obviously facing uh, barriers alhamdulillah we're pretty lucky in terms of you know we come from educated backgrounds we come from um um you know, um, we have a lot of knowledge, but then it's passing that knowledge onto some of the women that are unfortunate, some of the women who are unable to break their barriers, some of the women who don't know uh, where to get the support from. It could be the most smallest little things in terms of, you know, um, filling in an application form, for example, for these women that are unable to read or write, because there is some cases um, um, that we're still facing where women um, don't know who to turn to or where to get the support from. So through our workshops, through our other projects they are finding about mm-hmm. who we are what we are how we could support them um in terms of you know there's a lot of single mothers that we support as well who um have uh, no access to certain things but they don't know which um direction or what kind of steps to take in order to help them become independent so you know like a little example i can give you is that you know we've um, as an individual myself i've supported women set up their own small little uh, businesses or you know even becoming like a, a makeup artist for example mm-hmm. and that's an income coming in for them it might be small but you know for some someone like maybe um for some of us we think okay it's, it's small but it's helping that individual woman who's probably a single mother who's struggling um there's loads of obviously plenty of cases we're also doing um like weekly food kitchen in one of our projects and tell we, me about the weekly food kitchen that sounds interesting 
Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, we support, we um, do a weekly food kitchen at Empowering Education on Dalla Road. And, you know, we sometimes we get a lot of people that are in need of food. Sometimes we get one or two people, but it's their individual stories, how they got to that stage, how we can support them, where we're supporting them. So we, we've got plenty of volunteers um, supporting us with that. We've got a lot of sponsors that sponsor the food as well. But then it's actually... Um, people having to walk in where they feel embarrassed that hang on you know uh, we've lost our job or certain mm-hmm. things have taken place in because their poverty lives. is one of the uh it, it kind of mm-hmm. escalate well poverty impacts mental health mm-hmm. there is a definite connection with that and you know, it could be like a financial issue that they've had and it's led them to becoming literally mm-hmm. homeless or they've suffered some kind of um something in their lives where they've ended up on our doorstep and every week we go through a different story and you know we just sit there and giving that time um one of our service users came in and you know sat down made him a cup of coffee um and he's like you know what it helps just talking to strangers about the struggle that you know we've been through yes we're living in shelters now this is our story this is what's happened but then it's helping them get back into work or skilling them or, or giving them a skill so i think it's so important for the whole community to come together and support these individuals um why in the uk are we suffering in terms of you know why are they suffering from um poverty why are they becoming homeless what are the issues um but i think if we kind of locally engage people and locally support each other um you know there's a huge difference that we could make um i know you know like some of us are supporting obviously charities internationally there's a lot of um, international work that i do as well however uh, going back to the community within i want to make sure that as a team together we're making the difference um in the community and supporting these individuals it's strengthening the foundation Strength, isn't it yeah. if we strengthen our community then we can we can grow be- better mm-hmm. and we can build uh, a strong you know mm-hmm. support network for our, the next generation Ashla, i want to ask you ladies is there anybody from uh, women connecting women that has really stood out to you guys are there any you know uh, i know i I put you guys in the spot but you must have come across somebody and thought wow she really inspires me well i'll just say tina turner and then she'll know who she is okay okay i think she'll share that story with you is she gonna share let's hope so okay so come on tell us who she is (laughs) shanaz 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 who the food critic and a lawyer. Ayub, ah, so Shanaz Ayub. Shanaz Ayub. Ah, interesting. Yeah. So she is a senior solicitor, mm-hmm. mother, mm-hmm. TV presenter, mm-hmm. and also a, um, p- a published chef mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, now, no surprises there. I totally, totally understand why you find her super, super inspiring. And she has been listening into the show this yeah. morning. <laughs> we may just need to go down the list and do you know, for quickly. Me, do you know, for me, I think every single woman that's in Women Connecting Women is inspiring. Uh, from the top of my head, obviously, um, so if you could, could just jump in with the names. Um, we have, obviously, you've mentioned... Um, Shanaza, you we've got some social workers in there. The one of um, um Hasna Viva, isn't it? We've got Khalida. Uh, we've got Khalida, the makeup artist. We've got uh Marcy Masala, Saira Kiani. Oh, Anisa Kiani, Anisa Kiani. Um then we've got um I think Azra from One Stop. We have Salma Khan from Luton Food Bank. Fantastic. We've got the lovely Shazia from Healthy Minds. Um ladies, please forgive me if I haven't mentioned any of uh, the names, but Shazia, you could go through your list. But um we've got Amy on there. So I'm just going through the list on okay. my phone. Because otherwise we'd be in trouble. <laughs> 
we have Husnara, Hasna, and every single woman in Women Connecting Women, it's amazing the difference they're making. Mm -hmm. They all have a story to tell. And, you know, if the radio could um, cater for about 18 women, we would be happy to come back. <laughs> all of us. <laughs> Put the stories forward. <laughs> They're taking over the airwaves. I think they just have a point women. instead, wouldn't they, though? Oh, wonderful, wonderful. It really fills me with um, joy um, and the fact that my daughters, I have three daughters, they've got role models to look up to because whilst growing up myself, I never saw women of my colour, of my faith or my culture as role models um, aspiring for great things, towards great things. It was always other women I which I didn't have a problem with but it, it would have made a massive big difference if I was able to kind of see women of my color um doing what they're doing and but now I know for my daughter I can kind of like you know navigate them to these amazing women that my daughter actually does know of which is fantastic to kind of inspire and and motivate them um I don't is it would you have the same feeling is that something you experienced whilst growing up Shazia well with growing myself growing up I'm not going to mention how old I am <laughs> but um I didn't really have many role models mm. to look for up to like you know like you're saying the same skin color so I think it's really important that we do have women now mm. there is many of us out there that are inspiring others to do so well as well mm. and you know and it excites me when my my daughters are oh, don't look at gender orientated mm. professions you know they want to do whatever they want to do because they like that profession and they're not being conditioned to think no that's a boy's job and mm. this is a girl's job mashallah folks if you've tuned into the show i hope you were listening from um 10 o'clock this morning if not you are catching um the final part of the urban cube with me shamiza it's uh monday 15th of april the time is four, uh, 47 minutes past 11 and I'm having some very inspiring motivating conversations with two awesome guests live in the studio local ladies making a difference in the field of um, career aspirations um, connecting women and empowering them and mental health as well now the ladies in the studio you can actually communicate um, and correspond with them they have their social media handles you can access uh, which i'm going to find out once again from yourself shazia should we start off with um, yeah let's start off with lobia start off with you. okay all right don't fight me just get on with it you've only got two minutes okay we're talking about empowering women and they're like you do it you do it okay we'll start off with women connecting women yeah. uh, we can be found on facebook and instagram and the contact number for that is 07904355318. Perfect. <laughs> Wonderful. And yourself, Lobia? Okay, we'll just ignore her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've got all the information. You've got me. You have your moment. But um, thank you so very much for sharing that information. I do hope um, our listeners have been quite inspired to get in touch with you. I think the services that you're providing are um you know worth their weight in gold um for not just women of your age but also the younger generation i think it's something that i think college students and high school students would really kind of um be well suited in uh, knowing about but i want to ask you are you connecting with like high schools and um the local colleges to kind of uh, raise awareness of what the work that you're doing we are connecting with the youth, mm -hmm. um, but we're also connecting with the elderly because the elderly are sometimes left out. Yes, they are. 
Mm. So um, through Healthy Minds, our knitting club. Mm. Now the knitting club has actually attracted a, a variety of people. So we've got very young ladies there. Mm. I have to say we need some more males there. Okay. Because it's important because I do know that men knit. Oh, they do. And yeah. I've seen, you know, lots of social media uh, posts mm. that we've got, you know, uh, what actually a record-breaking crochet 11-year-old oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> yes you know so it's um it's the dexterity yeah. and the concentration and the focus mm-hmm. um that you know is quite manual yeah. but quite relaxing as well so really anybody and everybody so they shouldn't be kind of gender-led yeah i think be. through healthy minds we are supporting men women youth mm. and then we have women connecting women um where Again, we obviously got a lot of women on board who can then go out because every woman that we have on um, Women Connecting Women, um, they have their own professional um, jobs as well as other things that they're doing. So we're connecting together and then taking um, everything that we're learning together into our different aspects of Mm -hmm. um, our professionals or even in our general lives as well. So it's um, It's organisations literally working in collaboration because it's really important. Now, this level of collaboration and um, organising lives, I want to ask you ladies, how do you balance it all, um, uh, Shazia? You're a mother, you're, um, you know, you're in post-education, you're also a mental health first aider, you're a director of this company. How do you balance it all? I'm not quite sure. However, I don't feed the kids, so maybe that, <laughs> that may explain it. <laughs> They say I can't cook. So. Oh, bless. So, uh, so what do they do then? Do they? I do feed them. They just say I don't feed oh, them. So. Bless. How many, those... how many children do you have? I've got three. Mashallah. 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 And are they in the education? Are they um, in studying? Um, no, not at the moment. One's inspiring to be a boxer. Ooh. And the second one's working as a plumber at the moment. And I still have one in school. And I really like the fact that they're not traditional areas that they are in as an Asian parents is like you know typical you've got to go to university you've got to be this type of person but he's doing something quite manual which has a lot of money in it so um and the other one is using his hands for a different type of work boxing yeah I think as an Asian parent obviously I would like a doctor but Uh uh, we need to remember that we need to let them live their lives Mm -hmm. and their passions because it's really important because it is their life it is and um and it's the bills that they have to pay yes Um, and hopefully, inshallah, they'll be paying yours as well. Yeah. Um, Lobia, how do you balance your, your work? I'm a workaholic. <laughs> no, um, I'm, um, alhamdulillah, I make my time for myself. I'm working, I'm supporting others. And, you know, like you said earlier on, when you're helping and supporting other people, you know, the contentment that you have within yourself is amazing feeling. So by supporting and helping others, alhamdulillah, you know, I'm able to balance my life and, you know, the time just goes and I don't even realise it. Fantastic. And how do you make time out for yourself? Because you've talked about helping others, Mm -hmm. but free time. Shazia, Mm -hmm. what are your passions or interests? Do you have anything? I tend to knit a lot. Knitting. Okay. And we've got our walking therapies and talking. I've got a sister next door cup of tea and I just talk away oh I like that oh we need to talk more right yes so that's what it's all about because I think talking enables us to kind of just uh, let it all out and we're yeah. not we're doing less of that there seems to be more social media screen time conversations and less actual conversations mm. in person face to face that people that person contact is really important mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Um, Lobia, if there's anywhere that you'd like to go in half term with the little ones, where would it be? <laughs> uh, I, I need to go through my niece's list. She's got 
literally everything written. There's about 10 things on our item. And I think we've crossed about six so far. So there's a couple of more things she needs to do. But it's just me that she wants to do it with. And then the family um, comes along. You're the uh-huh. best auntie ever. I really, really need I'm to like, kind of give you... Why don't you ask your judge or why don't you ask one of your other aunties or why don't you ask your mom? She's like, nope, I want to do this with you. And then they could tag along. So so I've got things planned with about four of them. And then. So what makes you so different to the rest of them? What um, is it that you're doing that they're not able, that they're doing? She must pick. Are you having more conversations with her and listening? I do. I I prefer it when they're playing out in the garden or when they sit down and we're talking rather Mm. than just handing them a phone or a tablet. Here we go. Um, I don't I don't do that at all. The uh, children in our house, I never, ever give them my phone um, or any of my uh, gadgets. Fantastic. And I think that's a lesson for Mm. everyone, really. You know, what what, you set the ground rules and they will stick to it. Mm. You break those ground rules and then it kind of it's just a downward spiral, really. Then you have you lose that level Mm. of authority. Um, Would you agree with that, Shazia? Yes, definitely. Um, I think I do need to implement that in my house a little bit more. However, it is hard when they're teenagers. I know. Gosh, tell me about it. I have a 14-year-old and um, a 15-year-old who's actually sitting, um, revising at the moment, mashallah. So all the children that are actually revising right now for the GCSEs or their A-levels, um, wishing you the best of luck. Um, I do need to have a show where we're kind of giving out revision tips um, to the youngsters. Um, I want to say thank you so very much, Lobia and Shazia, for joining me and Asma earlier on in the morning. Thank you so much for the work that you do, really embracing the women of the community and those that are struggling with mental health. I think it's a wonderful profession or work that you're you're nurturing here. Um, and I want to say thank you to everybody tuning in and for those people that have been contributing to the show this morning. We um, It's always a pleasure knowing that you're listening. You can catch the repeat at 8 p.m. this evening, um, plus uh, Facebook. Um, you can scroll back to Facebook and catch the conversations there. We're also on podcast as well. From me, assalamu alaikum. Have a fantastic uh, uh, holiday, half-term Easter break and catch you next week, 10 o'clock till 12, Monday. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton.